What exactly will Corey Kiner's role be this season? Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, big announcement. We've hit 400, 400 subscribers, but still keep them coming. Subscribe, follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. And today we're going to look at Corey Kiner and what his role will be in the running back room, what it could be, why this is a very similar situation to the quarterback battle and why Corey Kiner at the end of the day should be the lead running back of this team. So Corey Kiner, we don't really know what his role is going to be. It's not clear and defined yet. We hope he finds one because it feels like he will. Here's a guy who's a four-star recruit out of Cincinnati, former Mr. Football 2020. You know, he went to LSU, transferred back to Cincinnati. So he clearly thinks he can shine at Cincinnati, where maybe there's not as much crowdedness in the running back room as there might be at LSU. The truth is, though, this running back room is crowded, and that's why it is worth questioning what Corey Kiner's role will be. You know, how long does it take to find his role? He can afford to take a few weeks during the season because, like I said, the running backs that are in this room right now, you know, I don't know if Corey Kiner, when the offense runs out and onto the field, the first time in Fayetteville in 24 days, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't know I don't know who the running back is going to be. What I do know is this. Corey Kiner will get, I believe, some snaps in the first game of the season. I think he has to because the more you sit him, the more you as I adjust my screen, the more if you're watching on YouTube, the more he sits, the more he doesn't play the more questions that are going to surround this program. And, hey, what are you doing with your running backs? You know, there is a very good chance that Corey Kiner, to me, by the end of this season, with his potential, and the fact that the running backs who are here right now aren't going to be here for years down the road. So that's why it's so important for Kiner to establish himself this season. But their other running backs affect this role. Kiner may not be the automatic lead running back. You know, Ryan Montgomery and Charles McClellan have been here for several years. But then again, did they boast the potential Corey Kiner has? Does Montgomery take it over the lead running back role just because he's the most experienced guy? These are all questions that need to be answered throughout fall camp. All throughout fall camp, we've been hearing about the quarterback battle, We've been hearing about how good Deshaun and Ivan Pace have been, Jawan Monster. We've been hearing, you know, Trey Tucker, Josh Wiley, and there's one other player on the freaks list for Cincinnati. Uh, Bruce Feldman's annual freak list came out this week, I believe, yesterday. So, yeah, I'm trying to find who Tyler Scott, Trey Tucker, Josh Wiley. So, we're hearing about those guys. But what we're not hearing about is the running back room. And I think that might be because, yeah, we know what this team is going to look like offensively. They're going to be a run. They're going to be a pass first. I'm sorry, run first team. They're going to look to run the football. But the thing is, like, 
We're not hearing about who the lead running back is going to be. Like, Corey Kiner transferred, and it feels like the topic has not been talked about since. Why? This team's identity is going to be running the football. And so whoever is the lead running back or whoever the lead running back or whoever is the bell cow, I think that has to be talked about. It has to be asked, you know, who is the lead running back? Remember, the Cincinnati Bearcats in years past, when they have been successful, when they've had really good teams, and there have been a lot over the last 15 seasons, there have been lead running backs on all teams. Jerome Ford, Jared Dokes, Michael Warren, Isaiah Pede. All those running backs, they were the they were the lead running backs. They were the dominant backs. They carried that offense. Cincinnati is a run-first program. They're not pass-first, and that's what makes them so dynamic. It's like watching the Tennessee Titans play football, which is interesting because Luke Fickle and Mike Vrabel are best friends. But it has to be asked, who is going to be the lead running back? And should Corey Kiner be that? I'll answer that question later on, but when you land a transfer of his caliber and you realize, hey, I've got three years with this guy, maybe four, advantage needs to be taken. You it needs to be taken here. You've got oozing potential for the next three to four years with your running back heading into the Big 12. Ryan Montgomery's been here the longest. He's been the healthiest. He's also going to be your punt returner, most likely. So there is that. But maybe you want to specialize his role to punt returner. So then you're left with two options. Charles McClellan, Corey Kiner. Charles McClellan, for as good as he is, love the guy. He gets hurt too much. Too much for my liking. And too much for, I bet, a lot of you listening to this podcast. He gets hurt. Two of his four seasons, he's been hurt. He's missed, you know, he's had season-ending injuries. Unfortunate. I don't, you know, I don't wish ill will on anybody. That's unfortunate, okay? What happened to Charles McClellan in two of his four seasons? But are you going to go with him? Or are you going to go with a running back who is a true running back? Charles McClellan kind of reminds me of Reggie Bush. And I'm not trying to compare him to Reggie Bush, but think running backs who weren't necessarily big, run first downhill like a Derrick Henry. Charles McClellan is much like a, an Alvin Kamara, um, D- uh, Darren Sproles, LaDainian Tomlinson, Marshall Falk, um, Matt Forte, those kinds of running backs. So if you're wondering, so that's why he may not be a good option to have at your lead running back. If you were a pass-first team, then yes. But your identity is a run-first team. So perhaps Corey Kiner should be your lead running back. But regardless, he's going to have a role by the end of the season. And it would not shock me if he had a role, defined role, earlier than that. But he has to play in week one. Because if he doesn't play in week one, when is it going to matter if he does? Oh, great, he played against Kennesaw State. Oh, great, he played against Miami uh, and USF. whoop de doo Well, here's the problem. Okay. The problem is if he doesn't play against, you know, the tough competition, what's going to happen when the Bearcats join the Big 12? 
That's why it's important for him to get – if he only carries the ball 10 times against Arkansas, fine. But if he only carries it four, that's going to that's gonna raise some questions in my eyes. Up next, why this is very similar to the quarterback battle. I'll get into it next after a word from Built Bar. Let me introduce to you your new favorite. It will be. It's mine, too. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. What are they, you ask? Well, they've got a light and chewy texture. They've got real cookie dough chunks, and, of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. They're only 160 calories, and they've got 15 grams of protein. It's true. It's backed by science. Like all Built Bars, this new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. That just sounds good, doesn't it? You're going to love it. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, which is you know something that I think we all need, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So this is an interesting situation which you've got going on at running back. Because it's very similar to the quarterback battle. There's this thought of Prater and Kiner not playing at all this year. Because at quarterback you've got an experienced guy in Ben Bryant. And at running back... You have Charles McClellan and Ryan Montgomery. And how are you going to fit Corey Kiner into that role? But how would it look if, for instance, the Bearcats go with Ben Bryant? He plays the whole season. And, it, and, and if he's playing well, that's fine. But I also think about, okay, I also think about how would it look if Evan Prater, four-star recruit from Cincinnati, doesn't play at all this season? And now you're going to add Corey Kiner to that? It doesn't make that much sense. It wouldn't be a great look. It might work this year. But going to the Big 12? You're telling me you're going to ride it out with Ben Bryant going to the Big 12? And you lose Evan Prater to the transfer portal? I don't know if Cincinnati. And I get it. You're going to play your best guys. But again, as I've touched on earlier this week, as I wrote on all Bearcats, if when you the quarterback battle is unique because you might make the right decision based on who's playing the best and who's the most experienced. And it might be it might work out this season. But if it doesn't work out, come if it doesn't work out, come the Big 12, and you leave Evan Prater and Corey Kiner on the bench. I mean, there was campaigning to get those guys to come here. And now you're just not, and they're never going to see the field. They're never going to start a game as a Bearcat. Think about this for a minute. 
You are you basically now Corey Kiner most likely won't ever experience that. But Evan Prater may not start a game in a Cincinnati uniform. It is very, very interesting what's happening around this program. Because regardless of who starts, I think they're going to be good. But you're thinking about, man, what would happen if Evan Prater and Corey Kiner never saw the field together? What would happen if Evan Prater after this year realizes, you know what, it's not working out for me here. That would be massive. The highest-rated recruit in the 24-7 sports era transfers. The highest-rated recruit for Cincinnati in the 24-7 sports era transfers. How bad would that look? And if you're Corey Kiner, you transfer back home to Cincinnati. You know, it was Cincinnati or LSU in 2020. He chose LSU. Fine. He comes home to Cincinnati, as apparently all LSU Tigers do. So now... If he doesn't think he's going to get, you know, a, a, a chance here to have a big role, he's going to lead too. What does that say about this program? It doesn't say anything bad. But I just wonder the missed opportunities that would come or could come if those two guys don't start. There's a lot of experience on this roster. So I understand if Ben Bryant's the starting quarterback, Ryan Montgomery's your starting running back. If it's Bryant and Kiner in the backfield, fine. It would feel kind of weird, though. I'd understand why Prater and Kiner wouldn't start right away. What I would not understand, what I would not understand is if there's missed opportunities that come from this. There's this thought that it trumps talent. Having experience is great. But there is this thought that it could trump talent in this case. And how you maximize your talent is running your most prized prospects out there. What you want to see is talent. We as fans want to see talent. I'm not sure if we necessarily want to see Ben Bryant. We want to see him because we think he might give the Bearcats the best chance to win at Fayetteville, which is ultimately what's going to give them a shot at making the college football playoff if they even have a shot. But long-term, Evan Prater has more talent than Ben Bryant. There's an interview Dan Hoard did with both of them. And I'm going to touch on it tomorrow because it just confirms why Evan Prater should be the starter. I'm going to tell you, it's a six-minute video. Dan Horde tweeted it out, tweeted it out. You can go watch it. And I I hope you see what I see, why Evan Prater should be the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bearcats. And Corey Kiner, we haven't really heard from a lot. The running back room is interesting. We haven't heard from it. But yet, if you don't start Corey Kiner, are you just not starting him because he's not experienced? Or you think that Ryan Montgomery and Charles McClellan are more talented than Kiner? That's the question here. Experience versus talent. It's fine if you go with the most experienced. But that also could leave oozing talent and potential on the bench. And then you have to wonder what if. The coaching staff will tell you. And they're right. 
that they're focused on this season. But I think you also have to think about, okay, what's going to benefit us in the Big 12? And if the coaching staff doesn't think about that this season, that might actually be a problem. I know this season is the only season that matters. They can't play next season yet. They can only play who's on their schedule this season. And that's eight American Athletic Conference teams, one Big Ten team, one Mid-American team, one team from, I forget what conference Kennesaw State's in, and one team from the SEC. That's the only thing, those are the only games they can play. But it is worth considering. When you go to the Big 12, is it worthy to be like, well, we've got our most experienced guys, but what about your most talented guys? Because what's going to happen when Bryant throws three picks in his first Big 12 game if that happens? Or Corey Kiner goes for 10 carries and 20 yards. What's going to happen when you get yourself into that position? Because it could happen. It very well could happen. And you have to be ready. Why not have the talent, develop that talent that you have in Prater and Kiner so they can be ready to make a difference once the Big 12 rolls around? It's fine if you go with the most experienced to start the season. But at the end of the day, and this is a very touchy, very interesting subject here and this storyline that will not only impact this season, but will impact next season. Ben Bryant transferring back to Cincinnati in January created the biggest storyline for the next two years. Three years, maybe. Corey Kiner has now created the storyline here, too. The fans should, and if you're not, you should, clamor for Prater and Kiner to be your starting backfield for the next three years. Who knows where this program can go if that happens. If Desmond Ritter and Jerome Ford can take, can take the Bearcats to the college football playoff, you've got similar running backs with Kiner and Prater. Why not utilize them and have them take you to where it is you want to go? Now I'm going to hammer home in the next segment why Corey Kiner should be the lead running back. And it has something to do with Jerome Ford. I'll tell you what that is after a word from two of our sponsors. Here's the thing about Corey Kiner, right? He reminds me a lot of Jerome Ford. Remember him? Transfer from Alabama, eventually became the lead running back, was a Heisman Trophy candidate, at least in my eyes, maybe in some of yours. If the Bearcat, Corey Kiner will be the lead running back. Again, he transferred in from an SEC school. So he has that high pedigree coming in. Remember when the Bearcats landed Jerome Ford? Oh, it was a big deal. Four-star running back from Alabama coming to Cincinnati? Woo! Man. The other running backs haven't done enough to make it hard for Corey Kiner to become the lead running back. Think about that for a minute. Jared Dokes had not done enough to cement his status as the lead running back ahead of Jerome Ford. The running backs in this room right now, Ryan Montgomery hasn't gotten much playing time because he's played behind Ford, Warren, Dokes, etc. Charles McClellan's been injured too much. So, and then you're, and then you have Corey Kiner. 
So while you say, well, Corey Kinder may not be the starter right away, yeah, but it's not that far-fetched that he can eventually be because McClelland and Montgomery, they don't have a lot of experience and pedigree to immediately dethrone Corey Kinder from becoming the lead running back. They haven't done enough. And that's why this position is going to be so interesting to follow throughout the season. How it starts, how it develops, by the time you get to the final regular season games and the conference championship game, who is that lead back? Because if it's if it's done right, if the coaching staff gets it right, it will be Corey Kiner. If they develop him, they beef him up for the Big 12, you develop him like you did your own Ford and Michael Warren. Michael Warren was... Not a starter heading into 2018. Jared Dokes was supposed to be. He ended up missing the whole season. Michael Warren took over, and he was pretty dang good, as we know. But he wasn't supposed to be the starter. You could have something special brewing. If you start Corey Kiner at running back. And imagine if this, Evan Prater and Corey Kiner. If the coaching staff gets this right... Yes, Ben Bryant's the most experienced. But Evan Prater, it's not like he's not... He's inexperienced, yes. But the talent is there. And you learn from Desmond Ritter. Evan Prater was here for Ritter's playoff appearance. Bryant was not. Corey Kiner comes from LSU. If he was a running back that was being recruited by SEC schools... And not just any SEC school, but I'm talking LSU. What does that say about his pedigree? It should be taken seriously. He should be the lead running back on this team. You know, like I said earlier, gone are the days when even if you're really good, even if you're number one, even if you become a number one overall pick, gone are the days where you spend a year learning behind the current starter. Why would NFL teams draft you? If you're just gonna, if they're just gonna sit you on the bench for a year, it makes no sense to me. It never has. And the same goes with recruiting. If you land a four-star quarterback or a four-star running back, why wouldn't you start them? They are some of the highest-rated prospects that you recruits that you have landed in your history, and you're just gonna sit them on the bench because they're not experienced. It doesn't make any sense, and it never has. And that's why Corey Kiner, to me, should be the lead running back on this team. And if not him, when is he going to be? I'm not saying he has to be by the start of the season. Just like I said with Evan Prater, he doesn't have to be the starter by the time the season starts. As long as he's starting by the end of the season. Because think about this. Your backfield for the next three years could be Evan Prater and Corey Kiner. You want to talk about Cincinnati football? Boom. There you go. Back-to-back Mr. Footballs in your running back room with unlimited potential. Ben Bryan has a ceiling. He's not going to be here for very much longer. Two years, maybe. He's coming up on his fifth season already. But again, the other running backs in this room have not done enough to cement their status as the lead running back. Period. That gives Corey Kiner a good chance. And as far as Ben Bryant and Evan Brader... That might be the same deal. What has Ben Bryant done besides start a season in Eastern Michigan that wasn't even that good? What has he done 
to separate himself from Evan Brainer. Evan Brainer, okay, we thought, right, at the start of this at the start of spring ball, ah, oh, Ben Bryant's gonna win this running away. Evan Brainer had a dang good spring. Closed the gap. So Evan Brainer's got a great chance to win this, right? And that's why these are very similar situations. But you look at the pedigree that these two have. You look at the pedigree Corey Kiner has. And you remember what Jerome, what Jerome Ford became? Jared Dokes was still the lead running back to start the season. That's fine. Eventually, we saw Jerome Ford was the answer. As soon as he ripped off that long run against Memphis, you knew you had your guy at running back. When he ripped off that long run in the championship game against Tulsa, plenty of other long runs in his career, you knew you had your running back. And he was pretty dang good. The same can be true with Corey Kiner. If he transfers in from LSU, I don't care if it's unfair to Montgomery or McClellan or not. If it helps the team win, I'm all in. You could have something really special in the running back room with Corey Kiner. And if Evan Prater wins the quarterback battle, which is gonna, which I, I really hope he does, I really hope Ben Bryant does too. But specifically with Prater, you could have something really special in your backfield for the next three years. Imagine having the same starting running back and quarterback for the next three years at the college level. You want to talk about the Cincinnati program continuing to impress? That would be their most impressive achievement yet. On tomorrow's show, Trey Tucker in what he said about the quarterback battle. Plus, Evan Prater said something earlier in fall camp that I've been saying for months. Also, the interview that Evan Prater and Ben Bryant did with Dan Hort. Why it confirms Evan Prater is worthy of being the starting quarterback. Not should be, but is worthy of being the starting quarterback. Really great interview. If you haven't watched it yet, highly recommend you do. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. It is at 400 subscribers and counting. So follow us too to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Now, go make your second listen, Lockdown Big 12. That's the daily 30-minute Whip around the league with everyday host Josh Neighbors, good friend of mine. And you can get all the news from the local experts on the Big 12 Conference. That's Lockdown Big 12. Make that your second listen. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your Thursday. I will be back tomorrow with another episode of Lockdown Bearcats talking the quarterback battle, and then we transition into next week. We'll have John Garcia Jr. on Monday. We'll talk more about the quarterback battle. We'll get some uh, reports from fall camp. And then the next week, I'm going to try something really, really ambitious here. I'm going to try a season preview five different ways, five different angles for season previews. I know one episode we're going to have Russ Helpman and James Rapine, my colleagues from All Bearcats, uh, hoping to get maybe Dan Hoare, Jim Kelly Jr., and Mo Egger, the broadcast crew, on. So a lot to get to as we close in on the start of the 2022 season. For the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.